Welcome to today's episode of Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. We finally did it. We hit 100 episodes. In today's episode, I'm going to cover a lot of great things that we've done over the last 100 episodes. I want this to be a starting point for some of the things that I've learned up to this point, as well as some of the main things that we talk about on this podcast, which is talking all about money. The big announcement that I have is that we're going video. This episode and future episodes are going to be videos you can find on my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is going to be linked in the show notes, of course. So please go subscribe there, share with friends. There will maybe be some graphics shared potentially in the future or video interviews that you can find there as well. But let's get into today's episode with the money talking points. The money talking points for today's episode are what have you learned in 100 episodes of Money Talk with Skylar Fleming? And two, is there a financial topic that you would like to have a conversation about? The main thing with that is go and have a conversation about it or send me an email. I'd love to have a conversation with you either via email or you can even come on the podcast if you're interested in that. But with those money talking points in mind, let's get right into today's episode. You know, we don't talk about money enough. It's a topic that gets ignored for some reason, even though it plays a role in everyone's day-to-day life. This issue is what brought Money Talk with Skylar Fleming to reality. I know you're probably busy and don't have time to research and learn about all the things that go into personal finance, but that's where this podcast, Money Talk with Skylar Fleming, comes into play. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming. I'm here to do the research and learn about all the things that go into personal finance. The goal is to simply get us talking about money. So let's get talking. You'll often hear me say that I started this podcast because my wife was tired of me talking about money. And while that does have some truth to it, not the only reason. I have learned a lot while recording this podcast, which is awesome. There's a lot that went into starting this podcast and a couple stories that I wanted to share. The origin story for my interest in money starts while I was working at a local credit union in the call center. I worked my way up to a tier two supervisor, so I would take escalated supervisor calls. I would help people with really crazy, intricate, hard financial situations. I found people in some very tough financial situations. I would find myself explaining things like loans, working people through rebating fees, sometimes up to $350 or more. Most of these situations I found weren't because someone was willingly making bad financial decisions. Who wants to do that? Nobody, right? I often found that these people didn't know about alternatives. They didn't know about simple financial products like money markets, CDs or free tools online to help you manage your budget or help you stay on top of your money and your bills. They didn't know that there was such thing as a financial statement balance for credit cards. Most people don't know that there's ways to pay your credit cards without paying any interest. And this shocked me because I realized that was a thing very early, but most people don't know that. And I was shocked to learn how many people just don't know some very simple things when it comes to money. And it's because it's not talked about. It's not taught in schools. It's not talked about amongst peers and friends. And that's something that I was very fortunate to learn because I was exposed very directly to the financial system. So as I was preparing to leave my job and enter into the marketing and public relations area, I found myself wanting to stay up to date in the financial space because money and personal finance are so interesting to me. There's so many intricacies and nuances, ways to optimize and do better with your money. I thought it was cool and awesome. That's why it's so important to talk about. I found myself wanting to stay involved, so that's when I decided to start this podcast. I wanted an audience to share all the things I was learning with. So thank you to each one of you who have been listening along these past 100 episodes. 
whether you've been listening since episode one, or even if this is your very first episode. Thank you. But a little bit about my financial background. I don't have some big story about overcoming financial hardship or getting out of a ton of debt, but one of the main stories that I accredit to my financial background is when I was a kid. I remember my parents only putting a $20 bill or something like that into the car for gas. I remember thinking that I always wanted to make sure when I was older that I had enough money to fill up a tank of gas. So then as I got older, I kept hearing stories about credit card debt, credit cards and paying rewards, getting rewards, credit card hacking, things like that. So as I started getting closer to getting a credit card, I wanted to learn all about that. And I just kept building and building this optimization and learning and desire to learn about personal finance. Then I found myself, like I said, working for a credit union. And I was able to share the firsthand witness to a lot of financial hardship, which made me want to make sure to stay out of those situations. So I learned firsthand by helping other people through their financial situations. And then I started getting interested in investing, but then I got married and then my wife and I started talking about money. And I would say that getting married definitely helped solidify the importance to me about talking about money. I don't know where my wife and I would be financially if we didn't talk about money as much as we do. But how is this episode going to impact you? What are going to be some of the key takeaways? Let's talk about that next. Some of the key takeaways that you're going to get from this episode is going to be really some of the main things that I've taught and learned throughout the other 99 episodes in this podcast. There's going to be some great takeaways. I'm going to be talking about why talking about money is important. And then I have some great specific things from specific episodes that you could go back and listen to that I wanted to summarize into one great episode, a good starting point. So if you want to start having money talks with your friends, share this episode with them. But let's get into talking about why is talking about money so important. I know I've learned countless things from talking to other people about money, listening to people talk about money on other podcasts. But when we all talk about money, it allows us to learn new things, try new things, teach each other what not to do. So I say this on every episode, but it's so applicable in every financial situation that you find yourself in. Talk to someone else about it so that they know how the situation's going and they might be able to help you learn something new. The easy one is getting out of credit card debt. That's the easy one to say, hey, how do you get out of credit card debt? Do you have any experience with credit card debt? And then you can have a conversation around that. It helps break the ice and the stigma around talking about money. When we're all talking about it more, it helps us eliminate things like payday loans. Those are gone. Paying credit card interest, gone. And other harmful financial practices because we're talking about it and teaching each other and doing some really fun and awesome things. When we're all talking about money, we're learning and doing better together. Talking about topics that have a stigma around them can be especially helpful for everybody. It helps us learn how to venture into uncomfortable areas and uncomfortable topics, which can be some of the most important learning that we can do. And we, when we learn to have those uncomfortable conversations, it really helps us grow and helps everyone around you grow. So think of some of the main things that are taboo to talk about. Money is certainly one of them. When we have conversations, like I said, it helps break down those walls and helps us live better and smarter lives. So now let's get into the meat of the 100 episodes that we've had so far. What have I learned in 100 episodes? Let's talk about that next. I 
I have learned a lot in 100 episodes, and I wanted to share some of my top episodes and discuss them a little bit. But let's start off with budgeting. I love to talk about budgeting. I think it's a really impactful and powerful thing for really everyone out there. And certainly there's a time where you don't need to budget, which is fantastic. But I think budgeting is the most foundational thing. There's multiple ways to do it. Let's go through a few of those. There's the 50-30-20 budget. There's zero-based budgeting, the envelope system, and pay yourself first. Those are a couple that I'm going to talk about real quick. 50-30-20. 50-30-20 is just 50% to necessary expenses, 30% to discretionary expenses, and 20% to debt payments or savings. A zero-based budget, which if you want to learn more about, refer to episode 21 about zero-based budgeting and sinking funds. But a zero-based budget allows you to make sure every dollar has a purpose. This is what my wife and I do. We make sure every dollar has somewhere to go. It's how we control our savings. It's how we control our investing. It's how we control our spending. We're putting every dollar into some sort of category. But you don't have to spend every dollar in the budget. That's where sinking funds can come into place. And we're going to talk about sinking funds more, of course, because if you've been listening to this for more than five episodes, you've probably heard me mention sinking funds. And they come in real handy with a zero-based budget. The envelope system. This is a great one if you're trying to curb your spending by using cash because cash can feel like a free purchase to younger adults, which is maybe a little bit of a side topic. I know for me, if I have cash, it's not likely going to be considered in our budget and I can spend it freely with no guilt. But for some people, cash can be a way to manage your spending because you feel that pain that comes with handing over a $20 bill or a $100 bill. But if you're like a young, the younger generations where cash feels like a free purchase because you're not used to using cash, there's many systems out there to build an envelope system with your debit card. Cube money, spelled with a Q, is one that I have heard of, but I haven't tried. So make sure, as always, to do some research on it if you're interested in that. But the envelope system can be extremely helpful to curb your spending by using cash. Put some of your bigger spending categories into physical envelopes with actual cash and curb your spending that way. Pay yourself first is another budgeting method. This lends well to automation. Maybe you want things to be just be going to the right places. Maybe you've graduated from that zero-based budgeting point and you want to just let things flow automatically. So you set up all these automations to put money in the right places, whether it's buckets with a bank like Ally, whether it's your spreadsheet automatically doing things for you, whether it's your direct deposit automatically going to investment, retirement, your savings account, and all those different places. Automation is key and is really awesome, but paying yourself first is a great budgeting technique if that's something you can afford to do. But you have to make sure to give your money a purpose, no matter which budgeting method you're using. Really, budgeting helps you rein in so many financial hiccups or issues like overspending or oversaving. I think budgeting really unlocks your money to work for you. But of course, I say this all the time, give yourself at least three months to work through a budget. That's the time period it takes to really get used to having a budget. Now let's talk about sinking funds. Again, refer to episode 21, zero-based budgeting and sinking funds, or episode three, sinking funds. But sinking funds to me are saving through budgeting. They're very, very helpful for specific categories like vacation, car repair, annual purchases or subscriptions, and any other category where you have larger and maybe irregular expenses. My wife and I love using our sinking funds. You can also call them buckets. Like I said, Ally Bank is something that gets mentioned around the term buckets because they have a really great tool for it. But sinking funds for me are really awesome. They're really easy to keep track of. You take the money that you don't spend and you put it into that sinking fund and then it grows and grows and grows. And you're able to use that money further down the road as you've saved it by not spending it for larger expenses. 
One that my wife and I use it for is vacations. We recently went on a vacation where we spent several hundred dollars. We don't have that kind of money in one budget in one month to throw several hundred dollars at a vacation. But over many months in between our vacations and in longer stretches where we're not going on a vacation, we're still budgeting towards vacations. And then when our vacation does come up, we're able to use our sinking fund to easily pay for our trip. Another key concept that you'll hear in my podcast is planning. And this is coming from episode 56, The Importance of a Plan, and episode 20, A Money Plan, and episode 6, A Written Plan. So let's talk about episode 6, A Written Plan. If you're going to just go with the flow or just be doing whatever happens with your money kind of style, you're probably going to end up broke because everyone wants your money and we need to do our best to keep our money in our hands. That's where a written plan is going to help you reduce stress. It will help you stop wondering what you're going to do with your next paycheck. That's directly from episode six. So way back when we were talking about a written plan, that's how you're going to stay on top of your money. You're going to keep your money yours if you have a written plan in place. You want to make sure you know what your money is going to do for you and not what others want to do with your money. But from episode 20, we say goals are far easier to obtain when you plan for them. This is where you can have some fun and really dream big. I love planning for goals and dreams and things like that. It's really fun conversations to have, especially if you're married. Think about what you want your retirement to be like. Think about what you want that amazing place that you've always wanted to travel to. Where is that? How are you going to get there if you don't have a plan? The plan is going to help you understand the role that your money has in achieving your goals. And once your plan's in place, then you can track your money and redirect it to where it needs to go. That way you're not just spending it or throwing money at random goals, hoping it sticks. But when you have a plan in place, it's easy, very easy to figure out where to direct the money and what to do to adjust and correct. When you don't have a plan in place, how are you ever going to know what to do with your money and how to fix your maybe issues that you're facing or how to correct it so you can reach your goals. From episode 56, which is where we really learn the importance of a plan, everything in our life goes better when there's a plan. It's hard to just wing stuff and go with the flow. And especially, that's especially true when it comes to money. Writing down a plan makes it a lot easier to stick to the plan. And if you don't have a plan, create one, or else not creating one can lead to a lot of indecision because then you don't really know what you're going to do with your next dollar. You don't really know what you want to do with your vacation, with the savings you have. And then you end up cashing out your 401k because you don't really know what its purpose is because you've never thought about your retirement. But accountability partners are also something to consider when it comes to creating a plan. They can help you stick to your plan. And if you don't have someone who can help you stick to your plan, I would be happy to help you. This could also be a spouse, a best friend, or someone from a financial group on Facebook, or someone who's willing to keep track with you of your financial plan and help you stay on track. But shoot me an email if you're looking for someone to maybe help you keep on track or bounce some ideas off of. I would be happy to help with that. Now I want to talk about uniqueness and how money is beyond the numbers. I say this often, but everyone has their own story and money is more than just math. Because if money was just math, then it would just be a calculated out problem and we would all have a simple way to get to financial independence. It would just be calculated out. But if you listen to all of my guest episodes, each guest has their own story. They all have their own way of learning about money. Episode 96, we talked about money as a person. That's something I would never have explored before, but it's something that Morgana on that episode really helped her come to reality with her money, which is a great episode. Episode 97, you'll hear Kenny talking about his tons of credit card debt, and that's how he learned how to handle money and how to talk with banks and negotiate debt and things like that. Episode 85, 
you'll hear Adam talking about how automation is his way to manage his money. And there's something different in each one of those episodes. Episode 31, I learned a new way to manage money with kids and new ways to teach kids about money. And really, there's a lot of ways that we all learn with money. Some of us learn from their parents, like my wife. She had a foundation with money set up beforehand. And some people learn on their own, like me. Some people do a lot of research and really dive down all the different rabbit holes. The point being, money is well beyond the numbers. And if you are listening to this podcast and other podcasts, you've likely heard that before. But money is unique. Everyone's money story is unique. So we need to expect that to happen and talk about our unique stories and share and learn different threads from each other. But what have I learned in 100 episodes? I've learned that you got to be willing to take some time. You're not going to be able to optimize everything overnight or instantly. But I've learned a lot in two to three years of marriage about managing money. In about two years of this podcast and then coming up very shortly will be three years of marriage. Actually, we'll have passed it by the time this episode comes out. So in that time, I've learned a lot about managing money, both in a marriage and by myself. I've learned a ton from this podcast, which is phenomenal. I've learned that talking about money and doing research for this podcast is phenomenal. It's helped me learn countless things that I can then talk to my wife about and that I can share to each of you listening so that we can all do better with our money together. Also, beyond money, this podcast has helped me learn the importance of conversation around any topic, really. If we want to do better with something, we have to be willing to talk about it more. But I want to discuss the money talking point questions with you. So let's talk about those next. The first money talking point is, what have you learned in 100 episodes of Money Talk with Skylar Fleming? Well, I just shared a whole segment about what I've learned in 100 episodes, so I would love to hear from each one of you listening. Please find my post on social media for this episode or email me in the show notes or leave a comment on the new YouTube video for this episode. What have you learned in some recent episodes? What are some things that you've caught that have stuck out to you? What are some things that you've enjoyed about this podcast? What have you learned in the previous 99 and now 100 episodes of Money Talk with Skylar Fleming? Second, the second money talking point is... What is a financial topic that I would like to have a conversation about? For me, it's rental real estate. It's a topic that I've never really dived into, and I'm starting to read some books around and try to wrap my head around it. So I'm looking forward to having some conversations around that. If you know an author or a podcast that talks about rental real estate or talks about real estate investing that you think would be fun to hear a conversation with, please let me know. I'd be happy to reach out to anyone to see if they want to come on this podcast and be a guest. But what topics do you have in mind? I'd love to get suggestions. I would love to have a conversation with you directly about something you're doing in your financial life. That would be a ton of fun. Or if there's a topic you want me to do more research on, I would be happy to do that. But we're almost done with our 100th episode, which is just crazy to me. Let's wrap up today's episode next. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I cannot believe that we've made it to episode 100. I am so excited to be celebrating this milestone and I'm so excited to be sharing it with each one of you listening. And of course, let's keep growing the podcast. Let's keep going. Let's keep talking about money. Thank you to everyone who's listening and everyone who's sharing with a friend and having money talks. I appreciate each one of you tremendously. I hope in this episode you were able to learn a foundation about what money talk with Skylar Fleming is and maybe learn some of the key threads that are woven in many episodes and go back and listen to those episodes. All of the links and all of the episodes mentioned will be linked in the show notes. 
So you can always find those there. And you can follow me on social media just by searching Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. And you can now find me on YouTube. I'm doing video podcasts now, which is super exciting. I'm so excited to keep going with this podcast. We're coming up on two years with episode 104. And then we'll be aiming for episode 150, episode 200, and we'll keep going from there. Things are going to keep growing and evolving as we go. So thank you everyone for listening. But thank you for listening to today's episode of Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. This show is provided for informational and entertainment purposes and may not be specific to your unique situation. Please be sure to do additional research before making any financial decisions. Thank you.